0: Hey, welcome to the Harlan Highway, y'all. How y'all doing today? You doing good? Well, welcome. you yeah, This it's the Harlan Highway podcast, and I'm your host, Harlan Williams. Yeah. And I don't know why I'm doing this stupid voice, but I is. Welcome, everybody. What a show we have today. Uh, holy smokers. Holy smoked meat products. We have a crazy news story about something that came dripping out of somebody's nose, and it ain't pretty. Ooh, it ain't pretty. Uh, also, uh, I'm going to talk about the importance of cell phones and, and how they're changing our lives, how we need cell phones in emergency situations. We never had them before, but now we got them. So it's a game changer. I'm going to tell you a little story about how a, uh, a cell phone came in handy during a crisis. Also, Aunt Ruthie is calling in. Aunt Ruthie is calling in to uh, to leave. a. She left a voicemail, apparently. She got into some trouble at a grocery store, so um, we'll see where that goes. And then uh, Instagram, yours truly did something weird. I ate a tarantula. Yeah, that's right. I ate a damn tarantula. Wait till you hear about this. And I'll tell you how you can watch it. It's gonna be creepy. It always is. This is the Harland Highway.
1: I have an announcement to
2: make. You're about to go down the Harland Highway. Lock the door. I don't wanna
3: be a product of my environment. Shut up! I want my environment to be a product of me. No, no, no,
2: no. You're riding down the Harlan Highway. So, who do I have
0: to fuck to get off this phone? I can get you off. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. You're a cantaloupe. All
1: right.
2: I'm ashamed, big daddy. That's why I'm a drunk. When I'm drunk, I can stand
3: myself. Keep leaning on that tutor, Charlie, and
2: you're going to get a shot in the mouth.
1: Act like a man! What's the with you? I wasn't really
2: sure what was going on.
1: You're listening to Harlan Williams.
2: The rest is bullshit and you know it. Uh,
0: well, thank God we have cell phones, okay? Because we didn't used to have cell phones, but thank God we have cell phones. Uh, what a, what a godsend. I mean, check this out, okay? Uh, about, uh, I don't know, about a week ago, give or take a day or so, I witnessed a horrific car crash. Unbelievable. So this car, I'm out walking, and this car, like, hit the curb and literally flipped up in the air like two r- revolutions in the air came down on the roof of the car upside down and there's a guy strapped to his seat belt hanging upside down and I've got I go running over and I'm running up to this this spectacle this unbelievable sight and I, I pull my phone out and I go oh my god oh my god look at this horrible accident uh I uh, I better uh, I better film this, right? So I mean, because now that, that that we have cell phones, we're all suddenly we're all big time directors, right? We're all we're all Martin Scorsese's or Woody Allen's or Clint Eastwood's. We we all can't get enough of filming stuff, right? So here I go. I'm like, here, th- this is going to be a production. So so I start filming, and. This guy who's hanging upside down, he's he's conscious, and he sees what I'm doing, and, and in a very weak, uh, distressed voice, he's like, "Help, help! I'm bleeding, I'm bleeding!" And I'm thinking, "Oh my God! Whoa, wait a minute! He's bleeding! Oh my God! I've got to, uh, I've I've got to zoom in, and pan left, pull back." And you know what I mean? I got to get, this is cinematic. People love blood. People want to see blood. So zoom in, Pam. And I'm, and I'm, I'm getting this great shot. And he's like fire. You know, he's, he's like, there's the cars on the back of the cars on fire. And I'm like, Whoa, Whoa. Game changer. Whoops a daisy. Okay. This is, this changes everything. If the car's on fire, uh, there's only one thing I can do. I've got to get the selfie stick out because, you know, I want I want a high crane shot. I want, a, I want a high POV, you know, up in the air shot so I can almost get up over the flames and do a sweeping pan of the burning car. And then this guy, again, he chimes in. He's like, baby. And I'm like, what? Baby in baby seat in the back baby in back and i'm like what there's a baby in the b- okay wait okay stop the presses this it's bad enough this guy's hanging upside down now he's telling me there's a baby in a baby seat in the back of an upside down flaming car and that's when it hit me i'm like this, this is so selfish this is this is unbelievably selfish it, it is so incredibly selfish that Instagram only gives you 60 seconds worth of filming time. And I'm like, I can't get all this in in 60 seconds. I mean, I got the, the guy upside down. I got the bleeding. I got the big, the, the flame shot. And now I got a baby in the back. And, and just as I'm kind of, you know, struggling with, with my shot list, all of a sudden, and I don't know if this guy had a guardian angel. I don't know if this guy had a saint on his shoulder. All of a sudden, an ambulance pulls up. Two police cars, two fire engines, and their lights are going off. There's light, there's red lights, there's blue lights, there's white. there's white lights. And I'm like, oh, my God, this guy must have a guardian angel because how cinematic are these lights going to look in my film? I mean, the... The flat peep that I mean, sometimes shots can be very flat, but when you start adding lights and flashing and color, this is like eye candy for my viewers. And so here I go, I'm doing a big wide shot now. I've panned, I've zoomed back, panned back. I've got the lights, I got flames coming out, I got a guy screaming. I can actually hear the baby screaming, and I'm thinking, oh my god, how many views am I gonna get? on Instagram. This is gonna probably be my top Instagram hit. I'm filming, I go in for one last close up of the guy. And this son of a bitch, this this ungrateful, this I'm gonna say it, this prick, this upside down, bleeding, hanging prick. Uh guess what? He lives. Yeah, the guys from the ambulance, they get him out the jaws of life. The the the, the uh, firemen the cop they pull this guy out he fucking lives. Well, people don't want to see the guy lit. People want to see death. People don't go to 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 auto to to Indy 500 to see cars go around in circles. They they go to see the crashes. They don't want to watch daredevils jump motorcycles over over bridges, to, to hoping they make it to the other side. They want to see the guy fall into the canyon uh, to the down this prick lived what an asshole do you believe it so i got nothing i i had this beautiful it was, it was almost like a 60 second movie and i'm thinking here we go and the fucking guy lives so you know i'll just i'll just keep hunting i'll keep looking around for but thank god for cell phones huh too soon okay Uh, but speaking of Instagram and and getting numbers, right? Um, uh, you know, that's what you do. You, you, you know, some people put up Instagram just, oh, I think I'll put something up and not think anything of it. And some people put stuff up because they just want to get tons of views. And I'm kind of from the camp. I'm just going to put stuff up because I like it because it's fun, you know? And I don't really think about numbers until one day I put something up and and it just, like, outdid everything else I put up by by a long shot. And if you're wondering what my Instagram is, it's just at Harlan Williams. Uh, Now, be careful. There's a couple of imposter Harlan Williams. Some assholes have put up a few fake ones. So if you're looking for mine, it's the one. I have, like, about 30,000 followers. And my, my uh, profile picture is kind of like me, just my head laying on a pillow, and I've got a white shirt and, uh, open and a black tie. And it's kind of like an, an aerial shot, like uh, a, a selfie I held up above my face while I was seducing myself on a pillow. Uh, but anyways, I, uh, so if you want to see my, my Instagrams, uh, I have some fun ones on there. I try to put stuff that's mostly entertaining and fun and silly and hopefully gives you a laugh or something, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, my, I get a lot of hits on my Instagram, but this one I put up recently, I was in Cambodia. I was on a, a trip down some of the rivers through Cambodia on a, on a boat and one night for dinner and I guess it's a common dish in Cambodia, the chefs prepared tarantulas, okay? No, not chicken fingers. No, not not burritos. Not chicken wings. Not french fries. Freaking giant tarantulas the size of a hockey puck. And they put them out. Oh, and not only that, they had crickets. They had big, giant, like, locusts, giant grasshopper, cricket monster things. But that's small stuff for me. I went right to the tarantula. And I thought, you know, I don't know if I'll ever get a shot at eating a tarantula for the rest of my life. And I didn't really want to eat it. But then in the back of my head, I was like, I bet my Instagram followers would like me to eat it. Uh Uh-huh. And I was right. My instincts were right, ladies and gurgle blurgans. Uh-huh. Yep. So I... I put that damn tarantula in my mouth on my Instagram, and let me let me look. I'm, I think it's got like sixteen thousand views, which is a lot. Usually, I get between like like two thousand and like seven thousand, maybe. But this one like went way up there. Let's see if I can find what it is here because we'll get you the exact count. And uh, maybe it'll go up. Maybe if you guys go and look at it, I don't I don't know if you have any interest to see a moron like me eating a tarantula. Ha. But what else do you got to do with your day? It's not it's not like you're uh, going to see a uh, upside down car crash, are you? Okay, let's see here. Where's my tarantula? My tarantula video. Let's see. I'm looking around for it here. Here it is. Oh, here we go, 16,303 views. Wow, 115 comments. That's always fun reading people's comments. So there you go. If if you want to see me eat a tarantula, it's kind of silly. It's kind of weird. It's not something you see every day, and uh, it's right there on my Instagram. So I hope you enjoy it. Make sure you're not a near a meal. Like don't 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 watch it just before you have dinner or right after because you're probably gonna puke. And uh, and you can you can watch me eat a damn tarantula. I don't know if any of you listening have ever eaten a tarantula. Maybe I'll inspire you to eat a tarantula. <laughs> Maybe you'll be like, well, if Harlan could do it, I could do it, right? Like, how hard could it be if like Harlan could do it? Uh, Like, I could do a tail. Like, I could eat an acronoid or whatever they're called. A Dan Aykroyd or whatever. So there it is. uh, At Harlan Williams Instagram. Check it out. Daddy's crunching a spider. Don't be such a fucking pussy. Hello?
2: Hello? Okay, well, now it's time for our segment called Phoning It In With Harlan Williams. Yes, we phone up Harlan and we talked to him. Well, I saw Harlan eating a spider the other day. I don't know if I like that.
1: I couldn't watch. I have to tell you, I heard you watching it and I could hear something about eating a spider and I was Oh left. My God,
2: no, no no don't do it, don't do it.
1: <laughs> I left the room and then I went back the next day to watch it. I saw the spider and I thought, "Is he going to eat it?" And I have a question for Harland about that scene of him with the tarantula.
2: Okay, well, you better ask him.
1: So, Harland, first of all, I am—I'm guessing you ate it. How did it feel? Because I know you are a live bug lover. You've rescued beetles from pools. You've set spiders outside instead of smushing them and hushing them. Or putting him in his mouth. <laughs> exactly. So what changed? Was it peer pressure? Were you hungry? What changed, Harland? That's my question. Was it alive or was it dead?
2: I think it was um deep rod. Oh boy.
1: Okay, so it would have been crunchy.
2: Super crunchy.
1: Was it hairy still or Oh I uh, didn't really see much hair on it. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> But it did.
2: Check out Harlan's Instagram and you can see the video. But, uh, yeah, I guess it makes sense to go with those legs. They're probably pretty crunchy. don't have much flavor, right? And then I guess you'd save the best for last, which is the segments.
1: Oh, my God. Or the head. And
2: hopefully it just kind of poofs in your mouth. Yeah. Mm. Well, it has the outside
1: skeleton, I believe, so that must have been super crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder if the
2: little spinners were full of web or... They probably deweb them before they boil them.
1: Yeah. To deep (laughs) fry them. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, back to Harlan. Harlan, so that's my question. So I would like to hear your take
2: on that. That's probably like caviar over there. Yeah, so you watched the eating of it? Yeah, I should have dipped it into some kind of like salsa. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, that's a very good question. And uh, hey. I'm Pod Guy.
1: I'm Pod Gal. And
2: we're the Pod Couple. And that was the segment called
1: "Phoning It In" with Harland Williams.
2: Yes.
0: We love you. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Ouch! Ouch! Right in the ear. That I just just got a very loud "Love You" right in the ear. Ow! Um. So that's the Pod Couple. the, the this is a couple that I have a podcast. I think they call the Pod Couple. And I guess part of their podcast is they, they phone my, my voicemail and talk to me, even though I'm not there. I, I kind of hear, hear it afterwards, and I guess they watched my Instagram. And it sounds like one of them couldn't look, and the other one was uh, repulsed, and I don't blame them. And it was crunchy. Uh, the, uh, the tarantula was tempured. Uh, which is a form of deep frying, I guess. It had a very light um, tempura-like coating on it. You almost couldn't see it. And it was crunchy. And uh, to be honest, I only ate the front part. I ate the front legs and part of the face. But I would not eat the abdomen, which was apparently full of juices and gooey stuff. And I, I just didn't have the stomach for that. So, yes, the hairs and everything are still on it. They just get kind of matted down by the tempura. You can imagine what tempura does to your hair. If you want to go tempura your head tonight and find out, you'll have a crunchy wig on your head. And, yes, I am a lover of critters. I save critters all the time. I'll be walking past the pool, and I'll save a bumblebee that's spinning around. I'll pull a spider out. I'll... I'll, I'll catch a, a, a beetle or a June bug. I always like to save critters. I always feel like everything's a life, right? It's, it's a life. It's got things to do. It wants to eat. It wants to mate. It wants to walk. It wants to fly. Am I just going to walk by and watch it drown or suffer? No. Um... So uh, so what I, uh, what I did is I, I ate this tarantula because, A, I was in a country where it's common, and, B, what I was told from the chefs is that this was a very expensive tarantula. This was a top-shelf, top-of-the-line tarantula. This wasn't your common tarantula. Apparently, this was like gourmet tarantula. This was high-end, like Whole Foods tarantula. Okay, they said it was a bit of a delicacy. So I thought, okay, you know, this isn't just like a ground dweller. This isn't, uh, you know, this thing wasn't raised on eating flies and caterpillars. They probably, kind of like veal, they probably kept this thing in a private web and hand fed it praying mantis legs and rubbed it with calf milk and who knows what else they did to this top end tarantula. And I just thought it would be, you know, I'm in a different country, it's a different custom, I'm like, why not? It's not like I'm going to eat a tarantula in Pittsburgh, or I'm going to eat a tarantula in Cleveland, Ohio, I was in Cambodia for God's sakes. So what do I do? I eat a tarantula. What what do you want me to do? Why not eat a tarantula while I'm in Cambodia? So uh, it was a fun experience. It, t- it tasted a little uh, like, fr- you know, just when you fry anything, there, w- there wasn't a repugnant taste or a repulsive texture. It, it kind of like, you know, it was just kind of normal. But like I said, I didn't get into the real gooey part. Remember that gum that used to go squirt? They used to have this gum. You'd, you'd chew the gum, and in the middle there was like liquid, and it would pop in your mouth. Well, if you've ever seen a tarantula, they have a great big round fat abdomen. It almost looks like a ping pong ball. And that was full of gooey green weird spider juice. I did not bite into that. So maybe I'm not quite the man you think I am. So there you go. If you want to see it, thank you for the pod, to the pod couple for, for chiming in. Uh, you might want to go listen to their podcast, The Pod Couple. They sound like a lot of fun, and they sound like nice people. And I got to say, they have great voices. I like their their voices. Sometimes I wonder about my voice. I go, do I really have the voice of a broadcaster? Is is Do people want to hear my voice? Does my voice uh, resonate with listeners? But I listen to the podcaster, the pod couple, and... and and Sir Pod has a, a very unique fun voice, and Mrs. Pod has a very unique, interesting voice. I think I think they're a good mix. So I'll be honest, I, I haven't listened to the, their podcast. I probably should. But from what I can take from what I've heard on my phone calls, it sounds like they're a lot of fun and funny and they're swingers okay I'm pretty sure they're swingers they're dirty no I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding <laughs> so there you go uh check them out if you want and thank you for calling in pod couple and uh speaking of calling in did it is it did Aunt Ruthie leave Air Ruthie left a voicemail oh god I'm almost afraid to listen to her voicemail she's always getting into trouble should we listen to it Roger Yeah, okay. Roger says we have a voicemail from my Aunt Ruthie. She's always checking in on me. She's a sweet old lady. She she lives up in Rochester, New York, and I love her to death. She's family, and she's a little, doesn't kind of really get what I do, but she's always been there for me. She's always checking in, making sure I'm okay, so... Let's see what Aunt Ruthie's up to, see what she has to say. Go ahead, Raj, Play Aunt Ruthie's voicemail. Here we go.
3: Hello. Hello. Oh, my God. Hello, Angel. Are you there? Oh, my God. I never understand these godforsaken forsaken answering me. I don't know if he's there or not. Hello, Angel. It's your Aunt Ruthie calling from Rochester, New York. I hope you can hear me, doll. Oh, my God, the summer's starting to heat up here in Rochester, and people are starting to put on the shorts and the mini skirts. Your Uncle Harry put his Bermuda shorts on the other day, and, oh, my God, I I haven't seen that many varicose veins since your your little sister dropped a plate of spaghetti all over the kitchen floor when she was 11. I mean, there there were veins noodling all over his legs. It looked like, you know... Looked like Spider Man raped him or something, for Christ's sake. But anyhow, Angel, I called to let you know that your aunt Rufi got in a bit of an altercation the other day over at Delmonico's grocery store. These sons of bitches. You know, I've been going there ever since you were a little boy. Do you remember when you were four years old? Pumpkin pie, oh my God, I'll never forget it. Do you remember when I put you in the shopping cart at Delmonico's? And your Aunt Ruthie was going up and down the aisles, and we were looking for, I don't know, some cereal or some, you know, some bronchitis oil or whatever the hell it is, you know, and we were going through the aisle, and somebody spilled the cotton of milk. Oh, my God. And your Aunt Ruthie slid right through it. Do you remember I slid down the aisle on one foot like Gumby on a, you know, on a diarrhea ranch or something, for Christ's sake. I mean, it was unbelievable, Angel. And I'll never forget your little freckled face. You were laughing like a a wild hyena that just sucked a baby gazelle out of a zebra's ass. I mean, it was (laughs) unbelievable, Angel. I mean, I... I've never seen you laugh so hard, your little freckled face. Oh, you're so cute. Ram, <laughs> Ruthie loves you. But anyways, doll, I'm getting off topic. I I wanted to tell you I got in trouble with Sal Houlihan. The fucking, you know, this is the manager at Delmonico, Sal, and... You know i've been i've known Sal since you know his second divorce when he left judy uh judy walters that stupid blonde that smashed his mercedes-benz into the mailbox and you know fucked her eyeballs up i mean ever since the accident they they call her google eyes remember she looked like a praying mantis that got bitch slapped by a brontosaurus for fuck's sake right I mean, every, everywhere she looked, it looked like she just got off the swirling fucking teacups at Disneyland for Christ's sake! I mean, good Christ! But anyway, Sal, I was in there at the El Delmonico's, and you know your Aunt Ruthie loves a fresh produce angel. You know how Aunt Ruthie likes to make her salads and and do her vegetables up real nice. And, you know, your Aunt Ruthie, I always like to give them the produce a little squeeze. You know how I do that. Make sure it's fresh. Kind of like, you know, how your Uncle Harry leaves a fresh log in the toilet every morning. But anyways, so here I am. I'm over in the fresh produce at Delmonico's Angel, and I'm squeezing the apples, and I'm squeezing the plums, you know. And your Aunt Ruthie, you know, you know, I like to do my fingernails. I don't like them too long, Angel, but... I like them long enough that I can get a dingle nut if it starts to grow. And I know I shouldn't talk about that to you, Angel, but, you know, I'm an old lady, and every now and then, you know, I get a little nut cluster on the hairs in my butt crack. And, uh, you know, the old ladies, get their dingle nuts. So, anyhow, I have my dingle nut length fingernails, and I'm squeezing the produce you know I gave the pineapple a little squish and the lettuce, and I you know squeezed the cabbage and Jesus Christ, I grabbed a fresh eggplant, and I guess you know your aunt Ruthie gets excited when she's buying a groceries and I guess I squeezed the eggplant a little bit too hard, Angel, and my fingers went, my fucking, you know, my fingernails went right, penetrated the skin of that purple fucking eggplant and went right into it. And I'm thinking, okay, no problem, I can handle this. all of a sudden, my arthritis kicks in. Oh my God! my hand locked up like a velociraptor at a glory hole festival. I mean i couldn't I couldn't unfurl my fingers, little angel. they were just they were just clawed up like a grizzly bear ripping the face off a fucking stupid salmon right out of the Alaskan fucking sewer pipes or wherever they swim. you know, Christ angel. So now here I am, I've got a goddamn egg purple eggplant locked on my fingernails. I can't pull them out. And wouldn't you know it, Angel, all of a sudden, your Aunt Ruthie feels a dingle nut, okay? Here we go. I'm in the middle of Delmonico's. I'm trying to buy some fresh produce so I can make a goddamn fresh Caesar salad for Harry and his fucking varicose legs. And now my fingernails are locked inside this fucking, you know, purple eggplant, and I gotta start digging at my dingleberry. I got, I got a little, uh, you know, well, I hate to say it on your rancing machine, Angel, but I got a shit cluster hanging on one of my anal pubic hairs. It's, I know it's awful to talk about it, but this is part of being an old lady. And I've got to scratch my ass like a grizzly bear on the side of a $7 cabana in the back seat of a fucking Volkswagen, and here we go. And I'm like, how am I going to scratch my dingleberry when my nut-scratching hand is, you know, clogged up with a fucking eggplant? So I, you know, I, had, I didn't know what to do, and I'm, you know, I'm pretty much climbing the walls. I mean, this Dingleberry's biting at my ass crack like a, you know, an electric eel coming out of, uh, you know, uh, Chloris Leechman's uh, fucking uh, granny nappies, for Christ's sake. So uh, the only thing I could do, and I, you know, it was, I, you know, I'll, listen, I, I'll, I started rubbing my 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 ass crack, with an eggplant. I'm standing there in Delmonico's, and people start looking over, for Christ's sake, and I'm like, do you mind? I'm rubbing my dingleberry with an eggplant. Hello? I'm 84 years old. I got a dingle. Unless you want to come over here and give my dingleberry a scrub. Okay, my fingers are locked into this eggplant. Why don't you go go watch a movie or something? And of course, Sal hears the commotion and he comes over. He comes around from aisle seven where they have the chips and the crackers and all that bullshit. And here's here's all year old Aunt Ruthie rubbing a purple eggplant up and down between her ass cheeks. I mean, I'm really grinding it in there, and I don't know if boys your age get dingleberries, little, little angel, but oh my God. I mean, holy smoke! I mean, when you get a dingleberry, it's like a volcano going off on Mount Saint Helena's, I mean, it's 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 like watching, uh, you know, like like watching a ladybug get rolled up in, uh, you know, Chloris Leachman's underpants. For Christ's sake! And so here I am. I'm rubbing this this eggplant up and down in my 84-year-old ass crack, and here comes Saul yelling at me, you know, you can't do that here, get out of the store. And I said, I've been coming here for 45 years, you son of a bitch. And he's like, look, I'm sorry, Rosie, but you can't be rubbing the fresh produce. You can't put an eggplant in your crack in front of the customers. And so we start yelling and screaming, and finally I just grab a pineapple, and I, you know, I've I hate to say it, Angel, but I just—I I put it down the front of his pants and kicked him with my granny shoes, and that guy had pineapple juice all over his—you uh, know his pilot for, for sure. So, anyways, I'm okay now. My blood pressure went up a little bit, and you know, I finally got the goddamn eggplant off my fingernails. I had to go down to Rudy's nail shop and. She charged me $40 to pull this thing off, and she had to put one of those little white masks on because, you know, the eggplant was who knows what was on that goddamn thing, Angel. But I'm okay. I just didn't want you to hear it from anyone else in the family and get upset. Okay, Angel? So there you go. I hope you're having a wonderful summer. Don't eat any spiders, okay? Don't be a fucking retard and eat spiders like an idiot, okay, little angel? I hope you're having fun making your, your movies and your televisions and so on and whatnot. Your aunt 50 loves you. <laughs> Give us a call when you get a chance. I'll tell Uncle Harry you said hi, okay, you naughty little fuck okay? <laughs> I love you, Angel.
0: Goodbye.
3: Harry!
0: Whoa. Okay, there, there... You know, I, she she has all these vivid memories of me as a, as a kid. And I, I don't know if I remember all these stories. But I, I guess when you're a kid, you, you forget about all these crazy stories, eh? Um, oh, and speaking of crazy stories, we have a crazy news story that you just got to hear. Roger, let's play the theme. Let's get into this. Crazy news story, sir.
3: The Harland (laughs) Highway.
0: Crazy news story. That's weird. Wow. That's strange stuff. All right, here it is. The crazy news story. Oh, this is just, this is just creepy. Uh, Here's the headline. Nebraska woman's runny nose from, quote, allergies. Turns out to be brain fluid leak. What the? What? Runny nose. So instead of boogies coming out, her brain's leaking out of her nose? Let's get into this story. Kendra Jackson thought she had bad allergies. At least that's what doctors told her when she complained of a runny nose. Quote, everywhere I went, I always had a box of puffs, always stuffed in my pocket. I think puffs are Kleenex. I don't think they were cheese puffs. Jackson of Omaha, Nebraska said it was like a waterfall continuously. And then it would run to the back of my throat. Oh, my God. So you were, she was drinking her brains like a zombie. For years, Jackson had been seeing doctors and specialists looking for answers. The sneezing, coughing, and constant nose tickle began shortly after she got into a car accident in 2013. She recalls hitting her head on the dashboard, which would explain her chronic headaches, but not the cold systems. Symptoms. Sorry, getting excited. I'm I'm reading too fast. It wasn't until this year that Jackson learned the real reason her nose was always runny. She had a symptom called, what was it called? Uh, cerebrospinal fluid leak, CSF. She was losing about half a pint of fluid per day. Cerebrospinal fluid from her brain was leaking out of her nose. They say a CSF leak occurs when fluid around the brain travels through a hole through the skull bone. I don't know. Did, did, you, all, did, did you all know you have a hole in your skull bone? Typically as a result of a traumatic injury. Symptoms can include runny nose, liquid in the ear, headaches, and vision loss. Good Lord. This does not sound fun, does it? I do not like this. I do not like this, Sam, I am. The condition is rare and often underdiagnosed. About 5 in 100,000 people report CSF leaks every year. A UK charity to promote awareness for the condition reports sometimes CSF leaks will repair itself with proper rest, but occasionally surgery is needed. Well, they went through surgery on this brain leaker. I'll tell you that. Uh, they put her under the knife a few weeks ago, and the doctor says, we went through the nostrils through the nose. Ooh. We had a good team of doctors, and we used Jackson's own tissue as a plug to prevent fluid from spilling out. We used angled cameras, angled instruments to get us where we needed to go. Jackson was thrilled when the procedure was over. Her head felt clear, and she was finally able to put the tissue away, the puffs. For the first time in five years, she was able to get a good night's sleep. She said, I don't have to carry around this tissue anymore, and I'm getting some sleep. Jackson returned to Nebraska Medicine for a follow-up appointment on Friday, and doctors said she was recovering nicely. In other words, she's not leaking anymore. Good Lord. I always get scared by these stories when, 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 you know, you hear someone has a ridiculous symptom. You know, like their eyes twitching or they're, 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 they wake up and their foot's on backwards. Or, you know, they're, 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 they feel a worm wriggling around in their stomach. And the dog, oh, you've got a cold. You got the, you got the allergies there, uh, Melba. What do you mean? You feel your your feet are on backwards? Well, it, you know it's allergy season, right? You probably got a cold there, yeah. And and it's like it's a, like I get it if it's like they misdiagnose it for like a couple of months, but how does someone go five years with nonstop liquid dripping out of their face? And you know, you, at some point you got to okay, let let's dig deeper. And a brain, brain liquid. God, did you guys even know we had a bunch of liquid in our brain? I guess, I guess we got like all kinds of fluids and stuff like surrounding our brain to keep it lubricated and moist. You don't want your brain to get dry, do you? You want to keep a nice moist brain in your head. Great. Now I'm picturing my brain in my skull. Isn't it weird? You think about how thin your skull is. And right underneath your skull is this big, like, pink floating cauliflower. Ew. And I'm thinking about it right now, and I'm thinking about all the neurons firing off as I speak and all, all the interactions that have to happen in order for me to think and talk and, and be cognizant. It's so weird. You just kind of forget your brain's up there. It's your computer. It's your motor. It's your engine, and you, it's just up there. And it's this brilliant device. It's like it's like five million Xboxes all crunched into one. And there it just floats in your head while you're eating and drinking and watching TV. And it's always it's always running and moving, even when you sleep. It dreams. It's like a it's like a TV that never shuts off. So I guess you gotta have like juices keeping it wet. You wanna you wanna marinate the brain, right? It's like a salmon steak. You don't want to just leave a salmon steak out on the counter and let it get dry and then try to cook it. You want you want that big organ in your head moist and wet. But that I guess that's my question. If if you're, if your nose is dripping all your fluids in your brain did this affect her her intelligence did it inf- infect her mental uh, capabilities i mean did, did her brain start to dry out did it start to suffer from lack of moisture did it become like a prune up there did it uh, did it inhibit her ability to think and rationalize and make decisions i wonder how important is this brain juice? And by the way, in this world where we're, we're marketing, you know, coconut juice and pomegranate juice and pineapple juice and olive oil juice, and every time you turn around, someone's got, oh, coconut milk, it's the best thing for you. Oh, my God. I don't even drink water anymore. I just suck coconuts. Yeah, I buy I buy bags of coconuts from Jamaica, and I... I won't even touch tap water anymore. I just I get a hammer and a nail and I, I put a nail hole in it and I suck the coconut milk. So why don't why doesn't somebody start selling brain juice? Are you thirsty, feeling low energy? Do you need a little pick me up? How about some delicious brain juice? Pour it over ice, sit back and get smart, stupid. I don't know, just a thought for any of you marketing geniuses out there. Oh man. Well, I think we'll leave it right there, man. We we had spiders, we had we had brain juice, we had Aunt Ruthie, we had I mean, wh- what a show. I don't I don't know if we can do any better than that. So let's uh let's wrap it up. And uh Let's see what we got coming up here. What do we have coming up? Oh, look at that stand-up comedy time, gang. If you're in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, I will be there at Hilarity's Comedy Club on July 12, 13, and 14. Oh, what a club. July 12, 13, and 14, okay? Cleveland, Ohio. And then uh, later in the month there, I will be at uh, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, uh, July 24th. That's a Tuesday. So that'll be fun. And then uh, let's see, July 20 and 21st, I've got another gig. i got to get it up on my website at a casino in uh, New Mexico, just outside of Albuquerque. It's at one of the, the casinos there. I just got this gig and I haven't looked at the name yet. I gotta, I gotta, gotta pull it up, get it on my website so you guys can be informed. Uh, so some cool stuff coming up in July, baby. Um, and that's it. Uh, while you're at my website looking at my stand-up comedy dates, HarlemWilliams.com. go to our web store. We have all kinds of fun merchandise. We also, uh, we also have um, a contact link where you can uh, write to me if you want to uh, write me an email. We also have a phone number if you want to leave a voicemail, 323 739 4330. 323 739 4330. It takes a few rings before the answering machine picks up, but look. It picks up. We just heard like a 30-minute message from Aunt Ruthie, okay? So come on, man. Um, also, uh, get our free app on your cell phone. Just go to your app store and type in the Harland Highway podcast. Boom, totally free. You get to hear the latest 50 episodes free. But if you're uh, if you're a Harland Highway junkie and you need to hear almost 1,000 episodes, which is what we're coming up on, You can become a premium member for $20, $20 a year, and uh, it's an awesome deal, and you can uh, hear all of them, whatever you want, baby. So good stuff right there, and uh, I think that's it, man. I should have news on uh, Puppy Dog Pals, season two of Puppy Dog Pals. I should know more about that coming up uh, very soon. And we'll get you uh, straightened away on when the new episodes start airing. So there you go. That's it for today. Thank you for being here, everybody. You're so sweet. I'm going to go drink a big glass of brain fluid and try and make my podcast more intelligent. Um... But uh, tell your friends about the Harlan Highway, and uh, thank you for being here. And until next time, everybody, chicken chow mein,
3: baby! And I'm like, how am I going to scratch my dingleberry when my nut-scratching hand is, you know, clogged up with a fucking eggplant?